I went to the most random place the other weekend. So let's talk about it. So the other weekend, I'm not exactly sure why, but I woke up on, I think it was Sunday, and I just randomly decided that I really had this deep urge to go see alpacas. And... (laughs) I know that's pretty random urge, but I had seen a bunch of alpacas while we were driving to go kayaking one weekend, and I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are so cool, but we just drove by them, right? We didn't stop, and they just stuck with me, their little faces, and I just, (laughs) I woke up that Sunday and was like, I need to go see alpacas. So, okay, let me get this straight. You drive let's by alpacas. This. Yeah, let's unpack this. You drive by some alpacas, mm-hmm. and then you decide that did not satisfy your need. No, so, it wasn't enough. <laughs> so you just woke up on Sunday and you said to Brad, "Let's go visit some alpacas today." Yeah, I like. Well, during the week, I had looked online to see like alpaca farms to see like if that was like a thing that you could actually go visit, and like I saw mm-hmm. there was like a bunch in Ontario. But of course, those like BuzzFeed and Narcity ones only show you like places past Toronto, which is like yeah, no a one bit cares of a about like Hamilton area. <laughs> yeah, and me being me, I didn't do any further research than that. I was just like, okay, interesting, right? And then again, that stuck with me. So I woke up on Sunday and was like, I really have like a big urge to go see alpacas. And Brad, being <laughs> the amazing partner that he is, he did not hesitate. He looked up an alpaca farm and found one that was like. 20 minutes from us not even and we drove down there and we got some jam because it was a farm because <laughs> okay not alpaca jam. This too before we went to the farm I did message Cassie and I did say that we were gonna go see alpacas she gave me the most like strangest response she was like um, well in all fairness what? that's da, the da, most da. strange thing to be told like <laughs> What are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm going to go to the alpaca farm. I'm like, what even is an alpaca farm? Like, are they just breeding these things here? Do they sell alpaca items? Like, what's going on? Well, I didn't know much information myself either, so I didn't have any answers for her. But I did say that they sell jam. So she told me that I need to go in and buy some jam. So as soon as we got to the alpaca farms, like, we did see some other people. There was, like, maybe two other families that were there well that's a good sign right so I was like okay we're welcome here because it was like a little family farm I would say it was a home so it was a little strange driving up into their driveway they just had like a little circle driveway there was no actual parking or anything so we're like "Mm, Mm -hmm. we'll just pull up beside this car that's already here this looks like a good spot right (laughs) and then we go in and we buy some jam and right away after we buy the jam I'm like oh do you guys sell treats for the alpacas acting like I know you're able to feed the alpacas (laughs) Did not know. But right away, he's like, oh, yeah, we've got this $2 bag right here. And then I wanted to buy two. And he was like, oh, no, no, you don't need two. One is more than enough, right? And I was like, oh, like, I want to feed a lot of alpacas. And he's like, well, if you're willing to share, like, this is more than enough. You don't need to feed them that much, right? So he shows me and gives me the whole scoop on how to feed the alpacas. You got to lower your hands. You don't want to raise it too high because if you do, then another alpaca will come in and he may... He won't spit on you, but he'll spit on the other alpaca, and you may be enraged, right? So rude. (laughs) 
guess that's just what they do. Like, that's their, like, uh, fight slash, like, you know, they spit on each other. <laughs> well, yeah, I think for most species, if you spit on one another, that's kind of instigating something. Yeah, definitely. But honestly, it was the greatest experience ever. And, like, they made the most amazing noises. I had so much fun, and I was so glad that... Brad was willing to take me to an alpaca farm. Honestly, he gets like the big MVP award for being probably one of the most supportive, almost to a fault, if not definitely <laughs> to a fault, most supportive partners I know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't down, know too many boyfriends who could put up that. with what Brad does. Yeah, <laughs> between having to like watch my plants for me when I'm away on work trips and you know, just always being really supportive. Like I never really have to ask him if I'm doing anything. It's kind of just an obvious yes. You know, I feel bad for some people I know who are in relationships and they have a bit of a harder time being able to be so free, I guess, you know, because they're not as supported by their partner. And I think it is very important for your partner to support you in those kind of random urges and impulses because otherwise you're missing out on a whole part of yourself and you're stifling yourself right totally there's something to be said for partners who are willing to embrace that kind of unexpected or spontaneous side of their partners or at the very least just accommodate some of the things that they want even if it doesn't necessarily align with they want I don't think Brad woke up on Sunday morning and also felt the need to go and see a bunch of alpacas that day for him to actually say okay sure why not but then to also be the one to find the place I mean he was making sure that you got to have the Sunday morning that you were looking for and there's something really beautiful about that yeah for sure I feel super lucky and totally grateful to have a partner who's willing to kind of indulge in those things with me it does make things a lot more interesting that's for sure I mean how often do you get to go see some alpacas? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, I think the more important question is, do you feel like you reciprocate that kind of supportiveness or that, you know, rah, rah, rah attitude with Brad too? I do. And like anything that he kind of is really into, I mean, I've had to kind of adapt myself into watching some sport things that I wouldn't typically do, like the WWE. I, I was just going to say be, wrestling. Yeah, like that was never even in my like realm. I don't even think I knew anything about the WWE other than Hulk Hogan, because I think everybody <laughs> knew Hulk Hogan. Maybe yeah. I knew The Rock, but I don't even think I knew The Rock as WWE. I knew him more from like the Tooth Fairy, like movies, you know what oh I mean? Oh my God, like, the Tooth Fairy. That so was like bad. one of the first ones that I saw him in. I was young, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's like you knew him as an actor first, and then you're like, oh, he was a wrestler once upon a time? Hmm, right. Interesting. So like, it was this whole world, and like if you, I feel like if you didn't watch WWE as a kid, it's super hard to like get into now as an adult but Brad was really smart too and he did get me to watch a reality tv show and that kind of helped oh, the whole process along he did get yeah. me but I have like indulged more into like hockey and all that kind of stuff too right and I do try to push him to like play his sports and do that kind of stuff too and anything that he finds interesting I do motivate him to do the same thing right I don't know if he wakes up as much and has like the spontaneous need to go do like random things like I do I don't know where that comes from but (laughs) just especially like in the summertime yeah like especially in the summertime like I just have to get up and go do something around this time of year like I can't 
stay home or else it drives me crazy. So like I just come up with like the most random excursions to try to get out of the house for a little bit. I was going to say it's not necessarily the summer. I mean, you're pretty chill overall. Like you're quite okay just hanging out, you know, Mm -hmm. not really having any plans. But something happens at the end of July, August. And you feel like you need to capitalize on those last few weeks of summer (laughs) and really squeeze the life out of the experiences. Yeah, it's so true. Like during the wintertime, like I call it hibernation. Like I don't want to go out. I don't have that need whatsoever. But in the summertime, yeah, especially at the end, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is it. I have to get it all in. I mean, that's kind of how the kayak came to be, too. You were spontaneous. Like, I mean, you have never talked to me about owning a kayak. Recently, (laughs) you did talk to me about owning a boat. And I kind of sat both you and Brad down. I was like... A boat is a big purchase. <laughs> yeah. And it's I give you happen. the like crappy big sister talk. And it's beautiful to dream. And I think that's exactly what I said to you two at the time. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with dreaming and planning and saving for that to happen. But was it necessarily realistic for this summer? Probably not, right? No. But you guys kind of took that and twisted it into something that was more affordable or more realistic for you to attain at the time right but even that is being supportive of one another it's saying okay here's our goals and here's where we want to be so what do we need to do together to get there right even just getting started is a huge part of it Mm -hmm. even this year alone I think has been a huge year of growth for you and Brad honestly I'm very proud of you too I get all kind of sentimental and gushy (laughs) when I think about it, but you two have made huge strides together for your career, for your home life, even Mm -hmm. just being more, you know, hashtag adult life with your, (laughs) you know, taking care of your home and your finances and then enjoying things that are a little bit more mature. Like you, you have your plants and, you know, I see Brad out there taking care of the lawn and all that kind of stuff is like really beautiful to see how you are supporting one another and growing together as a couple yeah well it's funny because we really went into 2019 with the idea that this was going to be our year right because we had had a few years prior that were a little bit uh, rougher yeah (laughs) hardly yeah straight up they happen and it happens in any relationship especially when you've been together as long as brad and i have been right so yeah like october it's october your anniversary right will be eight years eight years yeah crazy crazy Oh my god, Where I can't believe go? Brad has put up with your extra high maintenance ness for eight <laughs> years. I don't think I'm like extra high maintenance, but I would say I'm extra. That will You are definitely extra. That. Yeah. But extra. if you were to say that to Brad, I could already bet five bucks about what he would say he'd say you're worth it I know for a fact if I were to say oh Carly's a lot of work she's pretty high maintenance or she's pretty extra he would smile and say yeah but she's worth it yeah or something along those lines I hope anyways (laughs) (laughs) I think any kind of extra gal hopes that but like we were saying it's really important to have a supportive partner and to kind of step outside of your own box I think people get really messed up when they try to pigeonhole their partners and put these expectations on them that they're going to behave and think and act exactly how they want it's not that way it's not realistic either I mean even you recently had to bend to uh, an ideal that you never thought you would I think and I think it's great honestly (laughs) the that you 
did compromise with Brayden in that sense, you know what I mean? And did take that leap and step outside of your comfort zone and become a dog person. Well, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I'm okay, not maybe not a dog, person, a dog person, a dog owner. <laughs> I'm now a dog owner. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I guess that's my own random thing for this week, although not entirely random because I have always known that Brayden wanted a dog. Right. And you did always plan on getting one, but just not so soon. No, I mean, I kind of was very adamant and this was my unforgiving nature and mm-hmm. I can be this way and so can Brayden. So in that sense, we are supportive of one another and the fact that we both realize we're, we're very stubborn people. We well, not both only think that, that we're I think right. you both like to have things to be just so and just perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think there's like, you have to wait till the perfect time to do A, B, or C and you have to do it in mm-hmm. order in order for it to be right, which complicates each other really well it totally does and I'm I'm happy that I have someone I'm not just happy I'm very lucky to have someone in my life who usually what we want aligns right, right. but there's oftentimes where it doesn't right we are kind of different personalities at the root of us even if our core beliefs and core desires are the same but he always was supportive of me in the sense that I was your token crazy cat lady like <laughs> They came yeah. first. He was and not I a cat person either. So that was his no. own compromise to be able to live with what three cats at one time, and he was not yeah, a cat for person six years whatsoever. No, not at all. And I mean, it's so funny because I was very odd, I guess you could say, <laughs> or more so strong-willed and upfront when I first got together with Brayden to say, "Look, here's who I am. Mm-hmm. Here's what I bring to the table." Here are things I know I need to work on, but here's some stuff that are absolutely non-negotiable for me. And the non-negotiable was my cats. (laughs) And it was like, we're a package deal. And I really don't care if you're allergic. I don't care if you don't like my particular cats. I don't care if you don't like litter, whatever. If you're going to love me and live with me, I come as a trio. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm bringing my two kitties along. And then, of course, we got Briggs together, right? Because... We just are suckers just for animals in need. <laughs> but he was, although begrudgingly at times, very supportive of me and my cats because we have a lot of issues with them. You know, they had health problems. Bubbles right. would pee on things all the time. Like, and even it's though not he always wasn't easy. a cat person, he would always be the first person to help out when the cats needed it. You know what I mean? Vet bills aren't cheap and Beanie has they aren't. some serious health issues and you were in a bind sometimes and he really saved you. So. Oh. I was in a bind like always like I'm still working myself I'm still learning to be financially sound I think that's something I'll always have to work on so Mm -hmm. even just being the financial support for me and helping me along through those moments is huge well besides that too like I'll always remember you telling me like when Bubbles passed away and like he came running down the hall from work Brayden never leaves work early or anything you know what I mean like that's the emotional support I've been with him for six years and I think he's had one sick day yeah, in six like, years that I've known him. Yeah, not like him to do. So for him to like leave work early and then to run down the hallway to get to you even faster yeah. is just like the emotional support that you need. Literally in a running. Yeah. He didn't know I was in the hallway at the time pacing because I couldn't be in our condo unit with her laying there Mm. so I was kind of just pacing up I know it's so hard hard I miss my baby girl so much 
and maybe we'll do a more dedicated podcast in the future because it is still pretty raw for me. Right. It's not been a year and I don't know if I'll ever get over it because it was so traumatizing and unexpected to happen. Yeah, and she was your but first baby I, too. Yeah, she was my and my only baby girl and we really grew up together. You know, Bubbles was my everything. Like I, I really miss her so much. But the day that I lost her, I called Brayden from home. I had a bad feeling at work and I thought, okay, she's been off. Like she wasn't deathly sick or anything. This is why it was unexpected. She was just kind of like, meh, she's not the same. Right. So I had called that morning to the vet and booked an appointment for her after work. And that made me feel better in the moment. Like, okay, you're going to bring her to the doctor. It'll be cool. And then lunchtime rolled around and I took a really late lunch that day because work was hectic like usual. Yeah. (laughs) And I just had this horrible feeling like you should go home and just check on her and you know what make sure she's okay get everything set up for the vet appointment and I came home and sadly bubbles had already passed Mm -hmm. so rest in peace bubbles yeah R.A.P. baby girl I love you and I miss you so much so I was just devastated and I didn't know what to do and I called Brayden and like she's just there in the unit I mean I still have to deal with the unpleasantries of you know taking care of her body and dealing with all of the aftermath exactly so I called Brayden in hysterics I don't even remember what I said but I remember him saying to me just sit tight don't go downstairs because our condo had two levels he said go upstairs and call your sister and hang tight I'm going to be right there Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I called you and I was freaking out. Yeah, most heartbreaking call I think I've ever received. Yeah. I called you at work. Like, that's so awful to do. No. I was destroyed. It was necessary. It happens. It was totally necessary. And I know why Brayden told me to call you. It's because he knows if I was just there in the quiet alone, that was not good for my mentality either. Yeah. So I called you. And I don't remember what I said to you either. I know I was hysterically crying and freaking out and everything. But then all of a sudden I had the most bizarre moment of clarity. And I was like, I only parked in the 20 minute parking space in my condo. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. But my condo had like 20 minute parking spaces right out front of the doors. And I didn't expect to be home for very long because I was on my lunch break. And I lived 20 minutes away from work so I figured I would only be home for about 10-15 minutes checking on her so about an hour maybe had passed at this time I have no idea to be honest with you but I was on the phone with Carly freaking out and then all of a sudden it was like oh right I have to go downstairs (laughs) because I'm in the 20 minute parking space and I have to move my car I was like are you sure don't do that (laughs) are you sure just wait yeah wait till Brayden comes home and I was like no I can't right like I have to take care of this yeah like, and I could it was tell you were adamant I guess I could and like you were in that mind frame that like you just needed to do something so I was just like okay <laughs> you can go okay, do that if you're message sure. me if you need me that's exactly it so I ran downstairs as fast as I could past everything and I went and took care of my car but then I realized like you have to go back into the unit and Bubbles was right there at the front door essentially. So I couldn't go back in my apartment. I was just pacing the hallway and I'd left my phone upstairs and I just had taken my car keys because I mean I was distraught. I was not thinking clearly. So then I was just kind of 
crying in the hallway, hoping my neighbors didn't come out and hear me. And I hear the ding of the elevator. And like a knight in shining armor, I see Brayden <laughs> literally running towards the door. And he just picks me up and grabs me so hard. And he held me there for what felt like an eternity while I sobbed. And then he asked if I was okay. And I said I was okay. And I know most of you listeners don't know who my husband is. But he doesn't deal with gross stuff very well. Like poop, <laughs> no, puke, not at all. all that stuff. Not his bag. Nope. Like he's very gag bathroom he gags is not his thing (laughs) (laughs) no so dealing with bubbles and the aftermath of her being there that is hard for I think anybody to handle let alone someone who doesn't deal with that stuff well Mm -hmm. but he held me and he said just stay here I'm gonna take care of it okay And he went in there and he graciously took care of her and put her in a carrier for me and off to the vet we went. But I think, you know, that spoke volumes. I already knew. I mean, we were married already. But But it just reaffirms, you know what I mean? It's little moments like that that mean so much at the end of the day. And it's that support in those moments that really kind of get you through those hard times too, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you give up part of yourself or when you make sacrifices or when you try things that maybe you don't normally try. I think that's really how you show your love for other people. That's different than compromising, right? right. It's, it's saying like, hey, I know you need this right now. I may not necessarily understand it, but I'm here for you and I'm down for it. So let's go for it. And that's what Brad did for you, although a much lighter note. <laughs> bubbles. Well, that's the thing, right? Support comes in all different scenarios and shapes and sizes. But at the end of the day, I think it's super important to try to step out of our comfort zones every once in a while whether it be going to an alpaca farm or cleaning up some things that may be hard for other people to deal with right so Mm -hmm. even for not in relationships you know it's important for your friends and whoever is in your life to support you in these ways and if you're not getting some of these support from them or you know not getting what you need from them and you find that you're only giving maybe take a minute and just kind of reevaluate those relationships Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you need to make sure that you're giving just as much as you're getting or ask I find a lot of couples have difficulty communicating their needs to each other it's like you expect people just to know what you need because I think they that's love one you. thing good about being a Libra because as I've discovered from you being with Brayden we don't keep things <laughs> yeah. quiet very much you know no, as soon as we feel anything we air that stuff out right away and we'll have a good couple hour conversation about it oh my god couple hours no kidding like I (laughs) like to have especially if it's a disagreeing conversation or you know not necessarily an argument but a tougher conversation Mm -hmm. I don't like confrontation I typically prefer to fold now I mean confrontation either I would say but I don't like to let things lie with the people I love you know what I mean I can do that Mm -hmm. with other people 
you know, put it on the back burner and kind of squash it. But not with Brad. But not with, with Brad. You know, no, people it's got to be different with the person you're trying to build a life with. You can't kind of keep that stuff secret. And if they're not intuitive and they're not picking it up, then you do have to say, I need this from you to be happy, right? And you also need to understand then when maybe the things that you need are more so issues with yourself than, than expectations of your partner, right? Right. So, one of the things that Brayden always told me he wanted was a dog. And I was kind of firm in saying like, no, we have cats. And until the cats are gone, all of them, we don't get a dog. And that was not necessarily fair to him. Definitely because it not had fair. Been like five not years. necessarily. Definitely not. But to definitely be not fair, fair, Beanie did have an incident. So it's not like you were saying this just out of nowhere. It was because out of your concern for your cats. Yeah, he'd met a dog once in his life and it caused literal health problems for him. Mm. And I just was never brave enough to reintroduce him to another dog. So I just assumed it's not happening again until the cats have all moved on. But, you know, living in this home... And all of the changes that Braden and I have been through recently, it became more and more apparent that he was really craving that kind of companionship. And it's no offense to me. It's no offense to the cats or anything like that. But he just really wanted a dog. Right. So I love how you said no offense to the cats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I I mean, I no just, offense to me. No I'm one of those of the cats. <laughs> yeah, in case they can hear me, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So he works with a gentleman who is very close friends with people who run a shelter for dogs. And periodically he would that. show me pictures of dogs. Yeah, they're super sweet people. Well, the lady is. I've only met the lady, but super nice. Mm-hmm very elderly lady this is like her life and her world it's just amazing to give yourself up like that but he would show me photos of these dogs and I'd be like he's cute and he'd be like yeah you look like more of a reaction (laughs) fishing he's like yeah "Yeah, you think so like what do you think maybe about getting a dog now that we have the house because before in a condo it was an easy no right it's like sorry you can't do that but with our home and our situation with the neighbors honestly a dog makes a lot of sense so he started pushing a little bit more and more and instead of just showing me pictures of cute dogs I could tell he was essentially interviewing me to see how I would vibe or react to certain dogs and there was one in particular he really wanted and I was like I don't know the dog looks young and kind of energetic I don't think we're the right fit for that kind of dog we are gone like 12 hours a day so he's flipping through the photos on this sanctuary page and he comes across a picture of this sweet big boy named Odin sweet big bear dog named Mm -hmm. Odin and he's a great Pyrenees mixed with an Alaskan shepherd so he's huge and he's like what about this big fella and the photo of this guy just broke my little heart he looked sad but also so loving at the same time I was like oh I was like don't show me I actually got really emotional and I don't know why because like I love all animals but I'm not a dog person Mm -hmm. like even with your dogs like I love Dallas but it's like for a couple hours and then I'm like okay take him away (laughs) well you never like take him away don't say that you're like, oh I just want to cuddle with him and just go to sleep he makes makes me want to go to bed yeah yeah he makes me so sleepy my little sausage nephew because he just snores you know what I mean 
I like visiting. It's like when people say like, oh, I want to play with your baby, but then like you take it back at the end of the night and deal with all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how I felt about dogs. It's I like, personally yeah, just think you I just never them. gave dogs a chance. It's not like you ever really had one <laughs> to give a chance to. And owning a dog slash visiting a dog are very different experiences. Truly. So he showed me a picture of this big boy and I said, don't show me that picture of that dog. <laughs> he looks he looks sad, but one. also really sweet. And Brayden's like, he does look sad, eh? But he looks like a nice boy. And I was like, he does look like a nice little boy. So maybe a month goes by and he hasn't really talked about dogs very much. And I'm like, oh, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> the dog conversation has been put to bed. And then last week he says to me, how do you feel about maybe going to see that big bear boy? Would you feel more safe at home with that big bear dog? And I was like, who? The one from the shelter? And he said, yeah, nobody has taken Odin yet. So sad. And then, I, I know, and then I got emotional again. And I was like, why hasn't anyone taken him? And he said, the lady explained that people would come and visit him and decided he was too big and nobody wanted to take him home. Okay, quick side note here, because that makes me so angry and I just have to get this off my chest real quick. If you go to see a dog, (laughs) please, please do not go see this dog unless you are actually serious about adopting him because that is so cruel and breaks my heart that so many people went to go see this dog and just did not take him. So he's been subjected to how many people and just Just felt like he wasn't getting out of his life. Like that just breaks my freaking heart. So please, people adopt definitely please do but you can tell the size of a dog by looking at the pictures you can tell he's a big bear look how we've been referencing him the whole freaking Mm -hmm. time you know how big he is so unless you were serious it's not a fun game just to go visit these dogs go see them and ask the questions you need to beforehand don't wait till you're there to say oh he looks like he sheds i'm not cool with that well then why didn't you ask that before you showed up to look like how did you not gather that before he is a would you say great pyrenees alaskan shepherd great pyrenees alaskan Alaskan shepherd Shepherd. those are shedding dogs like crazy what do you think is going to happen like it just use some common sense and some like uh, sensitivity and dignity for and these compassion. dogs and compassion right. when you go to see them and respect respect the shelters too because these people are taking the time out of their day to show you these dogs as well it's getting and you their, get their hopes, hopes up, up too right exactly exactly and you so know mad. to add insult to injury odin's stories was very sad mm-hmm. he had i'm gonna get so emotional see this is how i know that like he's a perfect fit for us mm-hmm. because my heart is already so attached. compelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really am so attached to this sweet boy already. Honestly, so I could see Brayden so attached to him already too. Just that first day that you guys got him, I came over and saw him because I'm a good auntie and I go see my you dog nephews right away. You came the first hour that we had him. I did the same <laughs> thing with Leo. She was like, Leo. oh my God, you got a dog? I did the I know same you did. thing with Leo. So I was not going to not Who do it Who was our brother's Odin. dog. Yeah. Both Who my dog nephews. Who just recently got a dog. Yeah. Yeah, but love to adopt. Just totally support the adopt a dog thing, but make sure you're totally. serious. Get about on the it. adoption train mm-hmm. if you're serious. Exactly. But Odin had a family for four years. He is four years old, and 
Oh, so sad. Okay, oh God, so this is going to be another PSA couple. now, but this is going to turn into a another PSA, PSA about adopting dogs now. I'm so sorry, people, but this just really grinds my gears. But yeah. go ahead. Not to be too preachy, but it's it's necessary to be said because people should not be doing this to mm-hmm. living, loving creatures. It's so Whether I don't care what your circumstances are, find a better way. So. He had a family. They were a married couple. And I don't know necessarily when in the timeline they had their children, but they had Odin and another dog and they had children. They had one child and then she got pregnant with another. And then sometime either during the pregnancy or shortly after their second baby was born, the first dog died. And the story that they told the shelter was that after the dog died and the baby was born, Odin got, quote, weird. (laughs) And there was no real incident to be mentioned, just that he was funny all of a sudden and they didn't have the time to deal with it. So they just gave him to a shelter after four years of loving this dog or at least having this dog because if you loved him you wouldn't have let him go right but I couldn't understand and I certainly don't now that I've had him in my home for the weekend how you could do how you could have done that yeah how you could have done that to this little this little this sweetheart (laughs) I mean he is so loving the other day Brayden went out to go rent his suits and whatever for his brother's wedding in October And he was gone all day long. So I was trying to keep Odin entertained out in the backyard. And when Brayden came home and he came through the backyard gates, Odin ran up to him. He jumped up to kiss him in the face and he literally cried, Carly. He made this whimpering, whining, crying sound. And I started to cry. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so so beautiful like it how is. could you well, not you know love what? him he probably doesn't know yet that you guys are always going to come back right so it's probably so hard for him still you know isn't when that you guys so sad leave, like I'm just... actually like my eyes are welling Ugh, up with tears right now because it hurts my heart so much like yeah. I don't know how you couldn't have loved him when I just he's don't so understand loving how you have a dog for four years and don't build that connection with them to the point where you would do anything for them like my dogs are my babies I could never imagine ever giving them giving up, them up no matter how like, I weird understand. a child that comes they have. your life is different or whatever but this but is the thing you make adjustments this they're is the part thing, of your family why did you get a dog you have a family you know that you're going to have a child if you can't handle the responsibility of having a dog and a child don't get a dog period that's There's right no other like oh my gosh like it makes it's me not so meant angry. to be a temporary commitment no it's meant for the lifetime that you have with your animal you know I I wish I had more time with bubbles mm-hmm. I had 10 years with her and I think I will miss her for the rest of my life because she was a such part a of my part. family yeah. well do you know what though I loving her. a dog is such a huge commitment it's not like having a cat there's so much more that goes into no. it and you have to be so much more active and dedicated to your dog because they literally live and breathe for you cats have their and they own lives have their own worlds but dogs literally wait for the second that you get home look how he reacted when Brayden got home already you know what I mean like oh, they live for I wish that I moment. had it recorded because the sound was like so heartbreaking it was like the sound of like relief that like he came back 
Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. so sweet. Honestly, so my vulnerable. favorite moments about coming home is coming home to my dogs. Like, even when I go away on my, especially when I go away on my two-week trips. Like, yeah. I'm so pumped for the second I walk through that door because I know I'm getting mauled with kisses and the dogs jumping up on me. The little bum wags, the tail going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, ugh, it makes me so excited. So, to have a dog for four years and have that love and commitment given to you and then just to abandon them is so so wrong cruel so please there's no other word unless you are dedicated and really ready for a dog in your life don't do it because it is a commitment and things happen in life we do grow and you need to be willing to grow with that dog that's right and I mean, I know that Brayden and I can give Odin a good home. As we record this podcast, you might have heard a little bit of mo- moaning and floor scratching because <laughs> he's laying on the floor beside me because he's become my little shadow in three days. Yeah, you so know, cute. he's just so darling. He's right there sleeping on the floor like a little big baby. So, I mean... It just goes to show what loving and trusting in your partner can do. I was really hesitant to welcome a dog into our home and to give Brayden that, truly to give him that because I know how badly he wanted it, but I finally decided I would be supportive and I'm so happy that I was because now we have a beautiful, loving new member of our family and I'm really excited for this next chapter with Odin and if I hadn't been supportive... I wouldn't have had that. Yeah, and if would never Brad hadn't been supportive of you, you wouldn't have gone to the alpaca farm and got that exactly. sweet jam. Exactly. <laughs> so it pays step to Step outside of your comfort zone. That's the final PSA, guys. I know, because I could go on about dogs forever. Step out of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> but we'll tie this up in a little bow of saying, you know, sometimes the uncomfortable thing might be exactly what you need and you could Mm -hmm. surprise yourself. So give it a whirl. And if you are wanting something that you're not sure your partner is necessarily on board with, talk about it. And that includes all things. You can't expect them to be a mind reader and you can't, go wrong with just saying something what's the worst that could happen so put yourself out there and on that note i think we're about ready for some random rapid fire questions random rapid fire ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so random rapid fire is a fun little game that carly and i have created where we ask each other three questions and We don't tell each other what those questions are prior to recording, so we're completely surprised spontaneous what we're being asked. Answers and questions. That's right. So all of our responses are just our unfiltered reactions to the very random, odd question our sister is asking us. (laughs) (laughs) This week we have Cassie in the hot seat first. And I'm going to just go ahead and fire my first question right at you. And with this week talking about love, I just wonder, have you ever written a love letter? Oh, I've written lots of love letters in my day. (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with love letters. Even like love notes. Lots of them. I've done them with pictures. I've written them and stuck them in lunch bags. (laughs) I've left them on the countertops. I love love letters. And if you ever write me one, I'm keeping that forever. forever. So yeah, lots of love letters. Big love letter fan. (laughs) (laughs) Big, big fan. Okay. And for question number two, what are your top played songs on your Spotify? Just a little FYI, you can find the Random Sisters on Spotify. 
or Ooh, your playlist. Nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> a little self promo never hurt nobody. No, not at all. My top played songs, you know, I mean, right now I'm kind of listening to this one song on repeat called It's You by Ali or Ali Gate. I don't actually know how it's pronounced, but um, it's sad because I went to go like find more music by this guy and nothing else really sounded like it. But this one song, It's You, is really beautiful. And I think I just played on repeat when I'm like getting ready. So probably that one's my top right now. Hmm, I don't think I've actually heard that song. So I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, it's cute. I'll send it to you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And for question number three, what's the worst text you accidentally sent? Oh my God. Okay. Undoubtedly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe fun for you, but (laughs) it's probably a text I didn't mean to send last year. Uh, Yeah, last year, but April, right before my wedding. You know it's going to be good then. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's a little juicy. I'll try and be quick because this is supposed to be random rapid fire. But basically, I had made the date for my RSVP deadline a little too late and I was getting anxious. So I was following up with anyone who hadn't said anything and my cousin's girlfriend hadn't replied. So I basically asked her, you know, are you coming? And she's like, yeah, I'm just confused because you said I had until like this deadline to RSVP. <laughs> and I was kind of like, yeah, you did. But I mean, if you know that you're coming, you can RSVP anytime. You don't have to like wait for the deadline kind of thing. So I was trying to be like nice about it. But then <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed about this. I never do this to people. I like talk to three people. It's Carly, my best friend and my husband. That's it. So I screenshotted the conversation between me and the girlfriend and I thought I was sending it to Carly and I I said something like, uh, no, you need to find the text and actually read it because the quote itself, I tell you, is so good. You need to read it. So you guys listening won't hear the pause, but I'll pause while I pull it up. Okay, so the exact conversation goes as follows. Uh, She says, hey, you had me so confused earlier. I had planned on RSVPing. The invitation said by the 14th of April, it's the 10th, dot, dot, dot. I was like, is my calendar wrong? (laughs) Ha ha, because I've got it marked down. It's so So weird. Like, why did you wait until the last (laughs) day? Like, okay, that's a deadline doesn't mean like don't reply until it means by no reply by this i had sent the invitations out at the beginning of march so it was like a month and a half so so crazy (laughs) i wrote her back and said lol well yeah i sent the invitations out over a month ago Mm -hmm. so i thought more people would have rsvp'd I wish I made the deadline sooner. The venue was not happy with me. LOL. So trying to keep everything cool, right? Yeah. So then, <laughs> LOL. Keep it light. But it was not cool. So not I screenshotted cool. that little conversation and I sent it back to the person. Oh and I God. said, and I quote, man, I want to watch the world burn right now and roast marshmallows on it. <laughs> Oh my god, this is literally my favorite. 
roast marshmallows And then within 10 minutes, I realized Carly didn't reply. And I was like, that was some juicy stuff. Why didn't she (laughs) write me back? So I wrote her again and I said, oh my God, blank her name. I'm sorry. I'm just so frustrated right now. And then needless to say, she wasn't impressed. And then I got attacked by my cousin and there was all this crazy back and forth. And I was like, so overwhelmed by it. But long story short, neither of them came to my wedding. So <laughs> even though they did end up RSVPing, yes. Yeah. So yeah. How about that? That was probably the How worst about text. That? <laughs> How about that? I mean, I could go on for like an hour about wedding problems, but yeah. So that was the worst text message experience of my life. Well, I definitely think that was a good way to end your questions. A nice juicy little story for everybody. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed. And now that I'm all worked up again, I think this is a great time. Yeah. Uh, to ask Carly her random rapid fire questions. So are you ready, little sister? All right, let's do this. Let's put me in the hot seat. Okay, so fair warning. This first question could be a little tricky or tough. And Ooh, really putting is, me in the hot seat. So what is the most difficult thing you've ever asked of Brad? Ooh. Okay, I guess this one is going to go a little bit deep because instantly the first thing that comes to mind is Brad helping throughout dad's last few weeks and months there, months, right? Yeah. So that would be definitely the hardest thing I think I asked of him. And I didn't really ask. He was just there to support. And we were only dating for a year. So that was definitely a lot to mm-hmm. ask so soon. But it built for a great foundation, and I knew that I had a really good, strong, supportive partner out of it. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, supportive right from the get-go, honestly. Honestly, though. Huge props to Brad. I mean, we don't need to go into the details of everything that no, he did, we'll but he really was such a loving guy. We'll get into all of the nitty-gritty of all of that, but there was a lot going on at that time, and I'm just so thankful that he was there to support me through it. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you had him there, too. And kind of related, but kind of not. Uh, Your second question is, what is your weirdest deal breaker when it comes to relationships? Ooh, weirdest deal breaker. Ooh, I don't even know, honestly, because I've only had one relationship and no deal breakers yet. (laughs) So to be Well, I guess when you were single... (laughs) what would have been like a oh you know what I actually know what it is if you don't if that's so weird okay yeah tell me answer I'm not sure okay I think your answer should be (laughs) should be if they were thinking about becoming a dentist dentist. okay yeah yeah true 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 that is one that was one for sure and still is did turn away a really cute boy because he said he was gonna be a dentist you're like he's weird it's over (laughs) yeah sorry dentist out there but I just can't I can't not my cup of tea (laughs) okay so even though I answered that question for you technically (laughs) yeah my third and final question for you in the spirit of our animalistic podcast uh a little background for those who don't know carly actually assigns an animal to everybody (laughs) she meets because she thinks they either act or look or both like a particular animal yeah it's so my question (laughs) 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 and it's so weird and so entertaining to ask who am i so what animal am i I've always thought of you as like a jaguar, kind of like bubbles too, honestly, but the bigger form of it. I've always thought of you and I both as 
as cats, big cats, but you're a jaguar yeah. and I'm more of like a lion. And that's just what it okay. is. Yeah. It's the like eyes. I we have wonder... very catty eyes. We do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not very catty personalities. No. But... <laughs> well, like real cat personalities, you know, like the strong regal ones, mm-hmm. of course, not like the, you know, rah, rah, catty. <laughs> Right. Well, now that you say that, I wonder if that's why Jess got me that velvet painting of a jaguar. It probably reminded her of you. She's like, this is Cassie, obviously. (laughs) Oh my God. Maybe she was just really intuitive and I was just being really mean and not accepting the beautiful gift that she gave me. It all makes sense now. (laughs) It all makes sense now. Well, I mean, those are my questions all wrapped up. So I hope everyone listening really enjoyed themselves today. I know I had a good time. Yeah, it was a long (laughs) chat, but I think a really good one. So I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. And if you did enjoy that random goodness, make sure you follow us on our social medias on Instagram and Twitter. You'll find us at TRS underscore podcast underscore. Don't forget that extra random underscore at the end there. No, can't forget that. (laughs) And of course, you can listen to the Random Sisters on all your favorite listening platforms. We're currently streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Stitcher, lots of ways to listen. So look for the Random Sisters and you'll find us. We release new episodes every Wednesday. So catch up. This is episode number eight. There's lots of good things to listen to. And once you've had a chance to catch up and listen to all of our old episodes, make sure to subscribe and like our podcast. It really helps us out and lets us know that you guys are enjoying the episodes. You can even comment on our social medias and let us know what you're looking for because we want to hear from you too. And until next time, stay real, stay random.